Eleanor of Aquitaine, a powerful woman who would become queen of both England and France at a time when there were no greater enemies. A third of her children would rule at one point or another, and throughout her long life she always maintained her respectability and power. Welcome to Eleanor of Aquitaine. was born circa 1122 to the Duke of Aquitaine, William X, and was the eldest of three children. Unusually, Eleanor actually received an education, and a good one at that. Historians say she was well-versed in literature, history, hawking, arithmetic, and many more. Eleanor grew up speaking French and Latin. She would even learn Norman French and master it, later on, but despite being the Queen of England, she would never learn English. She has always been described as a lively, intelligent, strong-willed, and above all, beautiful person. Yet the portraits painted of her were only commissioned later on in life, so the truth to this is unreliable. When Eleanor was around eight years old, her mother and younger brother William sadly died. Although, this made way for Eleanor, who was now the heir presumptive to the Duchy of Aquitaine. For context, Aquitaine is in the southwest corner of France, and at the time it was a third of the size of modern-day France. In 1137, Eleanor's father dies, while on a pilgrimage, leaving a 15-year-old Eleanor, Duchess of Aquitaine, the richest and most valuable heiress in all of Europe. Louis VI, the King of France, had claimed that the late Duke had sought to put Eleanor under his protection and to marry his son, Louis. But even with the marriage, France would not be able to absorb the Duchy of Aquitaine, and it could only be inherited by Eleanor herself. But if Eleanor made an heir, her territories would be absorbed. So, there's that. Anyways, in the July of 1137, the young Prince Louis and Eleanor were married in Bordeaux Cathedral, and on their way back to Paris, they learned of the king's death. So now they were king and queen of France. Talk about moving quickly. Seven years into their marriage, in 1145, their first daughter Mary was born. Unfortunately, Salic law forbades female succession to the French throne. By then, the cracks in their marriage were already beginning to show, as they were becoming more and more estranged. In June 1147, Eleanor and Louis departed for a crusade to the Holy Land. The crusade failed miserably, and it pushed the couple away even further. After an argument, Eleanor threatened to stay in Antioch, which is near Turkey. When Louis forced her to come with him, she asked the Pope for an annulment of their relationship on the grounds that they were third cousins. The Pope would hear nothing of it and told them just to produce another child. In 1150, Alex, another daughter, was born. Louis took this as a sign of God and how God was frowning upon their marriage. And on the 25th of March, they were granted an annulment. Unfortunately for Louis, this meant he would lose any chance of gaining Aquitaine, and Eleanor was free to marry anyone of her choosing. And on the 18th of May, in 1152, she married Henry II. 
now she was not only the Duchess of Aquitaine, but now Normandy as well. And in divorcing one husband and marrying another, she managed to shift the power balance in Europe. Reports say there was a strong mutual connection between the two, and that shows in the births of their eight children. William, Henry, Richard, who would become Richard the Lionheart, Geoffrey, John, Matilda, Eleanor, and Joanna. Henry II was crowned king on Sunday the 19th of December in 1154, thus starting one of the most famous English dynasties, the Plantagenets. In 1068, William the Conqueror had amended the coronation right and allowed queens an equal share in authority to the English throne. This meant that when Henry was away, either in England or Normandy, Eleanor could and did serve as regent which he did in 1156, 58, and in 1153. Thanks to her fertile lands in Aquitaine, Eleanor was very rich, and it is estimated her income in modern-day money was $300,000. Eleanor lived in such luxury that one of her robes alone cost nearly $15,000. In April 1155, at a council in Wallingford, William, the firstborn son, was presented as heir to the throne of England, and Henry, the secondborn, as a just-in-case, in the event that William died young, which, spoiler alert, he did when he was three. But over the years, Henry and Eleanor had become distant, similar to how distant Eleanor got with her first husband, Louis. In 1167, Eleanor decided to separate from Henry and stay permanently in her domains in Aquitaine. But disaster struck when she was there, as the people of Aquitaine started a revolt against Eleanor, even to the point where on the 27th of March she was ambushed, hell-bent on capturing the Queen and using her for ransom. Luckily, Eleanor escaped. On the 14th of June, Henry, Eleanor's secondborn, was crowned king. In order to distinguish him from his father, he was called the Young King. But as a young king, he was very vain. He was also being spurred on by Louis, Eleanor's ex-husband, and Eleanor herself. And in his father's refusal to delegate him any real power, on March the 5th, Henry escaped and fled to Paris, where he would live with his mother, Richard, and later on in the year, Richard, Geoffrey, and Henry, egged on and aided by Louis, made for Paris to rise against the king. The conflict that ensued was called the War Without Love. By late spring, only John, the youngest son, supported King Henry, whilst the young king laid waste to his father's lands. King Henry responded by invading Poitou, where they destroyed castles, vineyards, and crops. The war ensued, and it's a miracle that King Henry managed to keep control of his lands with subsequent raids from the Scots and Vikings. On the 25th of September, King Henry met with Richard and the young king, promising them castles, allowances, and for Richard to gain half of Aquitaine's revenues in exchange for peace. Richard and Henry both smartly declined. By then, the king had realised it was Eleanor, not Louis, planning all of this, so he followed her. When Eleanor discovered this, she changed into men's clothes to disguise herself as a noble. Unfortunately, she was captured by the king's men and detained in strict custody. 
Eleanor was tried for heresy and was confined to one of King Henry's fortresses. Historians suggest to be Fort Rowan. Her actions and how she was treated for them shocked the medieval world, starting a new reign of scandal. Unfortunately, for more than 40 years later on, no English queens would be allowed any power as a result. Eleanor was held prisoner in Henry's castles for 16 years because King Henry believed she was a threat to his throne. But the young king, on the other hand, kept fighting, and his mother's capture spurred him on even more. Eleanor was completely cut off from the west of the world and stripped of her servants. In 1175, King Henry tried to get in 1175, King Henry tried to get their marriage annulled because he wanted to marry his son Richard's bride. Ill. On the 11th of June in 1181, the young king died, aged only 28, and his last act was begging for his mother's liberty. Together with the pleas of Matilda, another one of his daughters, in 1183, he freed Eleanor, but probably for political reasons. She had restrained power, but it was better than nothing, and she slowly gained more as the years went by. After his favourite son John betrayed him, Henry died on the 6th of July in 1189, and with such, Eleanor was fully free. And with the king gone, Eleanor would be regent. Aged to only 65, she spent the next few months gaining support for the new king-to-be, Richard. And on the 3rd of September, Richard, or should I say King Richard, was coronated in Westminster Abbey. Women were normally forbidden from coronations, but because she's Eleanor of Aquitaine, she was present. In 1190, Richard rode off for the Crusades, and would die a few months later, leaving Eleanor as regent once again. John, Eleanor's last remaining son, inherited the throne. When she was 70, she fell ill, but that was certainly not the end of her. And when wars broke out between John and Philip for King of France, she openly supported him and even travelled to France to prevent Arthur, her grandson, from taking the throne. Eleanor then retired to a monastery to live out her days in peace until in 1204, aged an amazing 82 years old, she died. Eleanor would have been one of the most, if not the, most powerful women in Europe at the time, and her influence still transcends into today. And her influence still transcends into today, as she is still widely regarded as one of the most influential figures in medieval history. There are many interpretations of her throughout history, but it doesn't matter which one you read or believe in, she is always depicted as a fierce, powerful and independent woman, who didn't need nobody. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode. Next week's episode, we will be back in our Crash Course series, where we will learn about more kings and queens of England. Don't forget to like and subscribe, tell me what you thought about the episode in the comments, and don't forget to check out my Instagram for cool historical facts. I'm Lily Arensel, and this is the History Buffs Corner. 